This is an SJC Radio production. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Pit Stop with Mr. Bird on SJC Radio. Welcome to episode eight of series three of Pit Stop. Um, for the first uh, part of the program, uh, I think it's just going to be myself and Ed. Um, good evening, Ed. Good evening. We're pretending it's the evening, right, <laughs> even though it's lunchtime. Um, lunch, by the way, is those rather nice pizza baguettes. Oh, I do like oh, They are very nice. So um, we mustn't go on too long. Uh, because we don't want to keep Ed away from his pizza <laughs> baguette. Okay, so Ed, you tell me there is some news this week. Yeah, we've had a bit of news. Not from F1. Really? Not okay. from Formula 2, not from MotoGP, but from Extremey. Oh, no. Extremey. <laughs> no, no. We've mentioned them a, f- a few times before. Oh, no. Um, I had the misfortune. Well, it's sort of F1 news. Well. I had the misfortune of, I thought, I'll just tune into this for a couple of minutes. <laughs> the first five minutes was was preaching about, I don't know, climate change or something. Yeah. Uh, I think at that point, I probably switched switched it off, I think. My, carry on. I think the biggest issue for me with Extreme is the race is too short. Do they actually, so it's not like, it's not like rallying where they where they, they, do, they do a stage, not, not like a time trial. They actually physically race each other. Yeah. So okay. the races are too short because the batteries only have the capacity to run for about like 20 minutes. Oh, okay. So, you know, the race is so, so short. I imagine in this particular case, it might be a case of less is more. I, yeah. I, mean, I mean, the races are pretty entertaining, okay. but once someone's out of it, if someone has a bad corner, they're out of it. You know, they're, 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 they're gone. How many and, people in the race? Uh, well, I think the way they do it is they have like a few sprints and then they have like a big sort of finale how, I mean, how many cars in total would there be for in the finale race they have three cars oh so three cars if one conks out you're left with two cars for 20 minutes i think 20 minutes sounds yeah plenty, i'm not I've, i haven't around. watched much of it so i don't no. really i'm not really an expert on how it works no. but anyway the news is oh, right. that, okay, then, um, yeah. mclaren are going to be joining for the 2022 season right uh, I would rather hear that McLaren are joining, I don't know, the World Endurance Championship or IMSA. Or... Yeah, same. I think, oh, what? It's, um, to me, that's a waste. McLaren would be far better off. Even um, in Formula because they had an option to join uh, for a few seasons. Okay. But I don't understand why they've gone for Extremely. It's, it's, a, it's a rally yeah. competition, McLaren, yeah. on a rallying team. They're, it doesn't make sense. You are right. 
We are not fans of Extreme E, and uh, I don't think we'll ever speak about it. Let's not speak about Extreme <laughs> E ever again. Unless something huge happens. Mm. I mean, really, our show is about proper motorsport. Yeah. F1, Le Mans, IndyCars, IMSA, MotoGP. None of this uh, Extreme stuff E Stuff on tracks. Nonsense. Absolutely. Stuff on tracks. Um, well, thank you for that. That's very interesting, uh, Ed. So, for, for some bizarre reason, McLaren are joining the Extreme E Series. Right, moving on to uh, race reports. Did you see, have you seen, by the way, uh, the IndyCar highlights on YouTube? Or, or... I haven't. Right, now, I watched the uh, race one on, on YouTube. Okay, it was pretty good. Um, my, I then spoke to my brother. He said, you must watch the second race uh, in uh, Detroit for the IndyCars. Um, so I went on YouTube and, and I watched that. Well, wow. Wow. What I'm going to say is that I've put that on our on our, our team's page mm-hmm. and you have to watch it. I'll make sure I do that. So after the break, Ed, I will be quizzing you on <laughs> the IndyCar race. If you said, I haven't seen it, sir. That could be a detention, I think, possibly. Oh. Not doing your homework. So we'll talk about the IndyCars after the break. But in terms of the result, race one was won by Marcus Ericsson. Yeah. Do you remember him? I do remember him. He used to race for... Sauber. Sauber, absolutely. Um, now, race two was won by, um, I think, Pato, Pato O'Ward. He is a bit of a superstar, as you uh, will he's, see. He's got four this season, hasn't he? Well, you, you, watch, you watch his performance in that second race. Uh, we'll talk about that after the break. Now, we are talking last week about it being the IMSA race as well. So, I mean, it's a fantastic race weekend. You've got IndyCar and IMSA on, on the same bill. Um, Detroit is Eastern time, which means they're five hours behind us. Now, unfortunately, the start time for the IMSA race was, I think, 5.30. Is it 5? I think it was 5, actually, in the evening. So doing my maths, that meant it was going to start at 10 o'clock. I thought, okay, well, I, I can just about cope with that. When it got to 10, it then said start time 10.30. So I waited for 10.30. When it got to 10.30, it said start time 11. Um, I think I waste time. I, I sort of gave up. The re- Do you know why it was delayed? It was delayed. Uh, there, was a, there was a couple of red flags in the IndyCar race. And if you haven't seen it already, go onto YouTube. Have a look at Felix Rosenquist's accident. Mm. It's a really, really big one. Um, I think basically his throttle... Um, sticks open around one of the corners and he, his car sort of mounts the sort of tyre wall, it's, it's very dramatic uh, as a result of that the, you know, obviously the race was delayed and, and that pushed all the other events um, it, it made they were later, hence I didn't get to watch the IMSA race live. The IMSA race was won by another Formula 1 X-Formula 1 driver Kevin, Kevin Magnussen in the, in the rather fetching Ganassi um Cadillac. It's sort of a kind of a light grey, duck egg blue sort of colour, um, and that was their first podium of the season because they featured very strongly in Daytona and they had that yeah. blowout near the end. So um, a really good result uh, for for them. Also, what it meant was um, at the Detroit meeting, you had the old. Haas team drivers, both the Haas team drivers were there. You had Kevin Magnussen, yeah. and you also had Grosjean in the IndyCars. Mm. Um, excellent. Now, the other event of the weekend was the World Endurance race from Portimao. It was an eight-hour race, so very much one for the purists. 
bearing in mind there, there are only four hypercars. It was the debut of the Glickenhaus. I, now, the Glickenhaus is a beautiful looking car. Looks fantastic. I did predict that, I think I predicted it wouldn't qualify terribly high. It didn't. Uh, I also predicted it wouldn't finish the race. It didn't finish the race. Uh, I mean, it was quite an incident-packed race. It had a bit of a crash at one stage. All sorts of mechanical gremlins. The car looks amazing. Is it going to be competitive at some stage? I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. Right. Okay. I think that's probably the end of our, our slot. We're now going to hear from uh, the middle school. This is Middle School Motorsport with Finn. Hello, Finn. Um, Finn, the first question I'm going to ask you is, can you tell me about when your interest in motorsport started? Um, I think when I first got interested in motorsport was, it was definitely before the halos in Formula One, so... so it's been a, oh, it's been a, over a year then, probably a couple of years. Uh, I think probably since uh, 2018, maybe. How did you get into it? My dad um, always kept, like... Uh, we would always be out somewhere and he'd always ask me to check the the results of the Grand Prix so and I found them quite interesting and I got on into like the the driver names and numbers and cars excellent so it comes from dad yes brilliant excellent now I understand you did quite a lot of preparation for this interview Uh, you you, you did didn't you well my sister kind of failed to give me my uh, lines (laughs) that she printed out so so basically, Finn's sister did a, an awful lot of work, gave you the work, and you left it at home. All the no, work. no, she, she, she. Well, I left it for her, and at break time she was supposed to give me it, and she didn't give it to me. Right. So it's all Tilly's fault then. Yes. Okay. So we'll blame Tilly if this goes badly. Yes. Right. So, um, Finn. Now you're going to tell us about a program that you've been watching on television, which you think our listeners. Uh, would enjoy. What's that program called? Um, it's on. It's a series on Netflix called Drive to Survive. And what is it about? Can you tell us the the gist of of what it's about? So it's uh pretty much it's just a full breakdown of all the things that happened in the Formula One seasons, and um there's like all sorts of things about like there was one episode which was really good which even my mum enjoyed was the. Roman Grosjean when he was in the Ball of Fire. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I, I, I've seen the first, I think the first series, the first two series. I haven't seen, is it, that might be series three, I think. Uh, yes. I haven't seen any of that. So that was, that was last season. So basically it was about last season. Uh, yes. So it's a, it's kind of a, what we call a fly in the wall documentary. It's, it's behind the scenes look at Formula One. So what's particularly good about that Roman Grosjean episode? Well, why did you, your mum was very enthusiastic about it. Well, why? Well, it was also so about how he managed to stay in that car for in a ball of fire. Mm. He's not just survived going through a barrier, mm. but also being sat in a ball of fire. Very good, excellent. Do you do you have a favourite driver? I mean, from watching Drive to Survive, from that, did you have a favourite driver who you follow as a result? Carlos Sainz. And why do you like him? Well, he's quite a. He's he's like he's. I think he's very very underrated. Okay, but does he come across well on the program? Yes. He seems like a nice person. Uh, yeah. Do you have are there any drivers you don't like very much? Or is anybody who doesn't come across very well? For me, it's quite a mixed opinion. But I think Lewis Hamilton. You, well, you don't you, you don't think he comes across very well? No. What don't you like about him? He seems quite very upfront and quite full of himself. 
Well, I suppose if you're sort of seven times world champion, I think that's or, or whatever. I guess yes. you 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 may have earned the right to be full of yourself. I'm not a massive fan of Lewis Hamilton. I used to be a big fan when he first came into Formula One. I thought he was brilliant, and I really liked him. But he, I've said this before, he's kind of he's very much embraced this celebrity sort of lifestyle. I'm not, not so keen on that. And the way he dresses as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's in his I think he's in his thirties, but he I've said this before. He dresses a bit like a fifteen year old. So I'm not terribly keen on that. Finn, my brother hasn't seen Drive to Survive. Can you sell it to him? What can you say to persuade him to go on Netflix and start watching this? It's really, really exciting. You never know what's going to happen. It's always like you don't really know. You can't really judge it by the title. So you have to really okay. watch it to actually find out what's... But if you've, what if you've seen all the races, though? Is it worth watching if you've seen all the races? Oh, I imagine. Yeah. yeah, of course. And, and why? Well, why is it worth watching if you've seen all the races? Because it's like, it's not just the race, but it's more than just the race. It's like all the back, back scenes of the races and all the journalists talking about... I, I guess it's kind of the human side of the sport, isn't it? Yeah. So what's your favourite team? What's your favourite... Well, favourite Formula 1 team? Constructors, yeah. Oh gosh, that's a good question, Ben. I'm not sure I have one. Um, which car do I like the most, or I think which looks the best? Oh, that's a really difficult question. I quite like the Alpha Tauri actually, I do. Uh, and I quite like the McLarens as well. I, I don't tend to go for the team, support the teams who do really, really well, because I, yeah. I, I, I like the underdog basically. So. I think uh, let's go for Alpha Tauri. Really nice colour scheme. Car looks good. Yeah. Um, Finn, I'm going to ask you a question actually. Who do you think is going to win the World Championship this year? My, I think the constructor that will win it is probably going to be Red Bull, I hope. Yeah. And I want Stappen to win the World Championship. And do you think he will? Looking at it right now, yes. Excellent. We've got a race this weekend. It's the French Grand Prix at Paul yeah. Ricard. Are you going to be watching that? I will. And what's your prediction for that race? Who's going to win that? I think, I reckon, I think that Aston Martin's going to have a really good day again. Really? I think Vettel's going to, I think Vettel's going to be in the podium again. Uh, wow, that that's, I mean, he did, he did he podium last time. Yeah. I'll tell you, if that prediction comes true, Finn, that'll be really, really impressive. Excellent. I think we're done there, Finn. Are you happy to come back in a couple of weeks' time and, um, and say a little bit more? Yes. Brilliant. Well, we'll look forward to chatting to you then. Thank you. Goodbye. Now, one thing I didn't mention rather stupidly was the result of the World Endurance Championship race from Portimao. I talked about the performance of the Glickenhaus. Ed, can you guess at what the result was? It should be fairly straightforward. Uh, Toyota. Yes, keep going. It was a Toyota 1-2. No great surprise there. Now, if you were Toyota and your cars were leading 1-2 and the race is pretty much wrapped up, and you're aware that you know this, this is a new kind of a new series. You know the, the hypercar class is new. You're the only manufacturer who's competing at the moment. Although other manufacturers will join in, you obviously want the championship to go really well. Your cars are running one, two. Second place car is catching the first car. What is the last thing you would do in that position? Tell them to battle. That's the last thing you would do. Yeah, you don't want to throw away the race. I'm going to disagree with you there, Ed, because I would say to you, oh, well, so you, you would say they should just hold station. Yeah. They didn't do that. What they did was, here we go, Ed, 
they said to the leading Toyota, slow down, allow the other car to overtake you. Why? <laughs> to make it interesting. Well, it does make it interesting, does it? That, that, that's not racing, is it? I'm not making race. No, 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 no. To say slow down, and then the other, the second place Toyota was catching the lead car. Yeah. It was about half a second behind. Oh. And then they said, pull over and let the other car through. Do they not want people behind to? There was nobody. Catch up there was nobody behind. close behind catching up. There, there wasn't an issue. They weren't going to lose their one-two. So, in in terms of what's good for the actual sport, I would say that's pretty disastrous because you know that you need, you know, you want battles at the front in order to make the championship exciting. Okay, to make matters even worse, what do you think Toyota did then? Told them to stop again. They told them to stop again. Later on, they said, oh, by the way, uh, number seven, can you slow down and let number eight through? So. I'd like to see what they were thinking. I, I have no idea yes, what they were thinking. It doesn't I, I, make sense. It, doesn't, it makes no sense. I think they were slightly embarrassed about it at the end. I think they made a mistake. And then they tried to correct that mistake, but all they did was make another mistake. It, so not great for Toyota and also not great for the sport either. Moving on, we mentioned, we said that in Detroit, uh, the old Haas team drivers got together because you had Magnussen in the IMSA race, you had um, Grosjean in the IndyCar race. Uh, news this week, guess what's going to happen at the Road America IndyCar race? Magnussen's replacing. Yes, he's re replacing Rosenquist at that really bad accident. So we're going to have... We have both the old Haas drivers in the IndyCar race at Road America this weekend. Road America, by the way, is a racetrack, which I've been to. Oh, wow. I think I might have mentioned that before. I actually went uh, to America to visit that racetrack for a motor race. It was around at the IMSA Championship. Um, so, yeah, really good racetrack, known as the Spa of North America. Joe, uh, I hope you're ready with Tom's pit stop pilgrim pilgrimage uh, answers. I'm, gonna, I'm feeling slightly smug because I know... I've kind of got the answer right. Joe, can you remind us, please, of last week's clue? Yeah, so here we go. Last week's, right. This week, we are visiting the location where the ASA ritual is performed. Down under, the reign of the queen and the sixth biggest... Things cut out. Okay. Oh. Some, te some technical hitches there. Carry on, Ed, with the clue. Uh, down under, the reign of the queen and sixth biggest in the world. A pair once raced around, now lived in. The budget is covering you to take a pretend, a pretend flight this week. You'll be flying on a plane for 22 hours to get over a distance of 10,555 miles. No expense spared. Now, I know the answer is Australia because what I realised, Tom likes his anagrams. And I worked out that ASA Ritual is an anagram of Australia. Australia. That's all I know. Do we have... The exact answer. Uh, yeah. Joe, I think, does. Good. Be, be on hand, Ed, in case okay. I have another technical <laughs> issue. Um, but here we go. So, Aspendale Racecourse. I've never Australia. heard of it. Never heard of it. It's in Melbourne, I think. Uh, so, it, it's Aspendale Racecourse in Australia in 1906. was the first dedicated motor racing track in the world. It was also really? a horse racing track. Yeah. It was established by James Robert Crook, who was a horse trainer and named the course after Aspen. One of his favourite and best horses, who won the Newmarket handicap twice. Excellent. Uh, that that seems that that uh, that that's very good. It's a pear-shaped track. Yeah. And was close to a mile in length, with slightly banked curves and a gravel surface of crushed cement. Two race car meetings were held in January and November 1906 before the circuit fell into disuse. 
So can I just say, are we saying that, that that's the world's first permanent racetrack? It is, yeah. I did not know that. Excellent. And um, I suppose it's appropriate that the Australian Grand Prix these days is held in Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where, where that first racetrack was. Have we got next week's clue? Yes, we do. Good. Excellent. Uh, the only place to go. Sorry. The only place to go from Pacific to Caribbean. Sing at six. Oh, you achy car. Bring me back an emerald. This week, you're going to be on a boat and then a car for a short duration of only 16 days. You will cover a distance of 8,453 miles. And during that time, so you better get going to be there. Can I have a quick look? There's a, there's a bit you read, which, which I didn't quite understand. Let's have a look at this. Um, okay, so I'm going to repeat. The, 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 is it the second clue? Sing at six. O-U-A-K-E. A car. Well, that's got to be an anagram. I know the way that Tom works. We know that's an anagram, which means we can work that out. Brilliant. So um, I'm confident I'm going to get, having got last week's one right, I'm pretty confident knowing that uh, which part is the anagram, I'm confident I'll be able to work that out. Uh, We're going to skip quiz questions, mainly because Max, surprise, surprise, is not organised. I am organised. Are you? I can't see a book in, I can't see a book. I don't need the book. Oh. oh, so Max, no, in fact, Max is lying, he do, he by the way. The he's, he's just, yeah. he's just run across yeah. the classroom yeah. no, to not. grab hold of the book, pretending he's organised. <laughs> right, Max opened the page, asked a question, I don't care what question it is. Which tyre company pulled, oh. out the formula, pulled out of Formula One at the end of 1984? 1984, let's have a think about this. Oh, blimey, 84, it's not Michelin, 84. Is it Pirelli? No. Good year. No. Hold on. Well, I don't know the answer. What's the answer? Michelin. I said Michelin. Okay, I said it wasn't there, wasn't it? That must might be the most boring question you've, you've ever asked. Oh, this you one, didn't get this it. Is what, no, this is what comes from, Max. A lack of preparation. It is. Right. Which British driver took uh, joined Williams for the 1985 season? Uh, uh, Nigel Mansell was Williams' driver in 85. Who joined Lotus in 85? Who joined Lotus in 85? Ayrton Senna joined Lotus in 85. Which, one more question, Max. Question. Which engine powered the Lotus team in 85? Brenner. Oh, give me one more. That's too easy. Which driver won the 85 Drivers' World Championship? Uh, Alan Prost. Alan Prost. Yeah. Yeah. How many races? Oh, no, 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 no. No, we don't. I've always said we don't do how. I'll have to count them all up. It's pretty boring. We're not doing that. Five. Right, right. I probably could have worked that out. Let's oh, move okay. on. Um, are you ready, Joe? Yeah. Oh, I'm ready. Fact, fact of the week. Of the week. Let, yeah, let's go, go with. Let's go with that. Okay, so I've I've got. A fact of the week slash question. So as always, I'll yes. it up to yeah, everyone. Yeah, okay. Okay. How many circuits have been used for the French Grand Prix? Seven. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I'm going to think about this. Okay. Oh, there's a lot. So I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask Ed and oh, Sir this one. Right, what about well, hold on. Max has looked over my shoulder. No, I have so well I promised. Well, I did the same question. Well, well, I've heard Max's answer. So yeah. Right. Okay, I'll Sir. What, what did Max say? Seven. Seven. Well, there we go. Can I, have you got a list of the names of the circuits? No. Oh, that's a shame, because obviously we would have Paul Ricard, we'd have Dijon, we would have uh, Magni Cour, we would have oh, Clément Ferrand, we would have, oh, what's the one? Uh, Reims, um, Rouen, Les Écartes. There's also one that links quite nicely into here. Awesome. Uh, Dieppe. There's a street that. circuit around Dieppe, that. uh, so that's northern France, and that held France's first ever Grand Prix. What year was that in? 
Uh, I, I'm going to guess 1904. Well, considering the championship started in 1950. Oh, sorry, it's Grand Prix. Uh, Grand Prix, like... Well, no, you, you mean Formula 1 World yes, Championship, yeah. event, as opposed to a Grand Prix. When was the, what year was the first F1 championship race in France? 55. 50. So it went along, it was in the first year for the calendar. Okay, that's good. And so there you that's go. That's good, very that's good. That's the so, end of fact of the week what, what, this week. Well done. We're going to go straight over to uh, Ed for, are you ready with your... I'm right. ready. Now, I normally start this, mainly because you, you people don't talk to start with. I'm going to start off. I will start off, as usual. Are you alive? Yes. Right, okay, nine questions um, Did you race in Formula One? Yes. Excellent question. Do you still race in Formula One? No. So you've got a retired Formula One driver that's right. still alive. Are you European? Yes. Okay. Now, we've got six questions left. So it's a retired... Now, we need to, we need to know the era that this person yeah. raced in. So who wants to? How about? Um, oh gosh, did you race in Formula One in the last century? Century? No, 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 no. I mean century, don't I? No, 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 no been around for hundred years. Then the last century is the twentieth century. It's the nineteen eighties, nineteen nineties. Okay. No. No. So okay. So it, it's this. Relatively this, recent. So it's this, from two thousand. Okay. So you're a world champion. Hold on, hold on, because you've got left hand. hand, hand. I can't answer the question. I think it's six. I'm not yeah, a world champion. Six right. left. Okay. Okay, well, look at that. So it's not a world champion. Ex Formula One. Did he win a Did race? Did he win a race? That's a good question. No. No. Right. The, Ro- right. Like, so then you think, well, Ro- you you think Hulkenberg. Yeah, there's an awful lot, though. There's an mm. awful lot. Are you British? No. Right. So it's going to be Italian, French, Do German. Do you ask if they got a podium? Oh, that can be. But I don't know if they. Do you know if they got a podium or not? Okay. Okay. Ask Did I, they get a podium? No. Right. No. So, oh, yes. Yeah. Well, hold on. We've got three questions left. Are they German? No. This oh, one is a bit tougher, so I'll give you an extra five questions. Five? Okay. Yeah. Okay, we got, okay, we've got seven questions left then. Okay, are you Italian? No. Uh, you've already answered they're British, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. Um, French? French. No. They're not French. Because they could be Spanish. Um, I'm trying to think about the big... Spanish. Wait, have they had a podium? No, no, they haven't. No, so they could just be one of Red Bull's juniors that they never actually used. Did they ever race? Oh no, how do I phrase that? So they, do they still race in some capacity? That's got, yes. That's a good question. So that could be that Formula good, E. Well, it could be. It could what be. About? It could be. Um, European. Uh, Elbers. Is it Elbers? Is it, no. Is that who I mean? The, the ex um, Red Bull driver. What's his name? The, the, the one, oh, Albon. Albon. Is it Albon? Not he got podium. He got podium. And he's British. Right. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, this is really difficult. Um, I might just say, did he race? Did he race for? Uh, did he race under a Red Bull? Okay, be it Red Bull or Toro Rosso. No. no. Right. So that's like a Ferrari or Ferrari setup, I assume. What it could um, be? It could be anything, really. We've got five questions left. Wait, is it? Have we asked if he's Italian? Okay, I've got an idea. Yeah. Does he still race? No. He does no. race another formula. Ericsson. About, where's Marcus Ericsson? What about... Oh, yes. Where's Marcus Yes. Ericsson? Because we are talking about him yesterday. Yeah. Ask that question. Say, is it Marcus Ericsson? Is it Marcus Ericsson? It is yes. Marcus Ericsson. Nice. Oh, well, I, yeah, because we mentioned him. Do you, I know, wasn't here. Do you know the relevance of Marcus Ericsson this week? Do you no, know? He did well in it. He, he won. won. Oh, he yes. won race I one. Now, here we go. That reminds me. Ed, did you do your homework? Yes, Good. I did. Did you see my... my message on our team's page you too 
I'm that, about to see it. <laughs> it's a no for Max. That's a surprise. Right, Ed. Yeah. Now, um, your thoughts on race two of uh, uh, in Detroit for the IndyCars? I think to start off with, O'Ward, he is incredible. I know, I know. I know. He is amazing. Some of the moves he was making was just Turn amazing. one is not an overtaking spot it's in so Detroit. Narrow. Well, it's not because they, nobody overtakes in turn one. Turn yeah. three is where you overtake. Mm. He was putting these moves into turn one, which is quite a fast sort of uh, S-bend. It's not a long straight before it. There's no push. There's no sort of DRS involved here. And he was just... How would you describe the moves that, uh, that he was putting off? Very, uh, maybe ambitious. Yes, I would say forceful. Yeah. But he Exciting made it work. Watch. Yeah. He made it work. Did you see that? Can I ask you a question, Joe? What makes for an exciting Formula One race? No, different question. Why was Baku such a good race? Everybody's like, oh, do you see the Azerbaijan chaotic. Grand Prix? A chaotic. Right, it was chaotic. Yeah. So why was it exciting? So uh, lots of overtakes. Although, last year, uh, in Portimao, there's the most overtakes in 2020. Yeah, but that, that's but just all DRS. DRS, fly so by. You need to have a certain amount, because then you hit the jackpot, a certain amount of overtakes. You don't yeah. want a thousand overtakes, because yeah. so, then it'll be boring. I think if you said to people... Why was Baku so exciting? They'll say, oh, lots of crashes. It strikes me that an exciting Formula One Grand Prix, uh, a Formula One race, is one which has lots of crashes because the overtakes, even if there are loads of them, like in Portugal, you don't, remember, it, the, you don't remember the overtakes when they cruise past, yeah. breeze past on a long straight. But in Detroit, the overtakes, they were all forceful outbreaking manoeuvres uh, into corners and and some of them like three abreast. I mean, yeah, it was a bit like I'm going to say that IndyCar is the four wheeled equivalent of Moto Three. You you two, it's on our team site. The link is there. You two have got to watch that, and you, you might find you might find it a bit too exciting. Yeah, you might have to stop and go back to boring Formula One. You might have to. I'm sure Paul Ricard would be nice and boring for you. (laughs) You'll be able to recover (laughs) from the excitement of IndyCar from watching the French Grand Prix. On the subject of French Grand Prix, predictions. Now, can I just say, we've had a prediction on our show already, because young Finn from year seven, um, his prediction for success in Paul Ricard, he thinks Sebastian Vettel. Wow. Aston Martin. So uh, that might influence your decision. Uh, Joe, no, Joe, Joe, let's have your, can we have your... My prediction. There's no, is there a MotoGP? There is. Okay. Yeah, so we've got, let's go, let's do the Formula 1 first. Then we'll okay. go to, yeah. My Formula 1 is Verstappen. Yeah. Perez. Yeah, that's, that's quite good, actually. Yeah. Um, then I'm going to go with... This is, this is the third place, as always. Charles Leclerc. I'm saying none of the Mercedes are getting Max. That would be ideal, but I don't think that would happen. I'm saying Hamilton, Verstappen, Bottas. Yeah, I can see that happening. Ed? I'm going to go Verstappen win, Hamilton P2, maybe a Perez P3. Right. I think he's found it. Now, bearing in in mind that we have to close the gap on on Joe, if, if I just go for the usual, then... It's going to be I'm, right. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm going to go for, with for the win. I'm going for Hamilton for the win. Ooh. Now, oh, like this is difficult. I'm going to go. I'm copying Max. I'm going to go Hamilton first. Oh, why that? Let's, uh, let's go second place. Oh, what? 
Let's go for signs. I don't think he's going to do it, but I, I just have to do something different from you people. Third place, I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for your, your man Norris. I don't think it's going to happen. But Wait, I, I've got that. Oh, I, I, he's, that happens before. It's done. Now. It's done. <laughs> it's done but it's if I did the same predictions as you, I can't close the gap. You've just got to hope for Stappen crash. Right. Okay, <laughs> people. It's also the motor. It's also the MotoGP from the stationery in Germany. I'll do my predictions last. I don't want to give you any help okay. at all. I'm going to apologise in advance for Max's pronunciation. No, no, I've been working on it. <laughs> yeah, it might be slightly better. Right, um, Ed, let's go for your top three. Um, P1, I don't think you can count out Quattararo. Yeah, uh, really That's how you say it. Yeah. Motor GP is really predictable, isn't it? No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. 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 Sarcasm. Sorry, I didn't you pick that up. Sorry. Quattararo, yeah. Um, P2, go Jack Miller. Yeah. Uh, he's been pretty decent recently. Yes, he has. Yeah, keep going. And maybe we'll go with Zarco, P3. Yeah, those are good. Um, Joe? Uh, Quattararo for the win. No, we're going to go for Quattararo, aren't we? Yeah, uh, Zarco second. Oh, yeah. Delhi third. I'll tell you what, Zarco is Mr. Consistent and Morbidelli. He's, he's overdue a good result. Max? So, number one, I'm going... Don't go for Bagnaya, because you can never say his name, by the way. He's right. P3 for me. Right. Uh, <laughs> Quattararo. Yeah. Did you hear that pronunciation? Yeah. Number two, Zarco. What? Yeah. Copy. Number three, Bagnara. Oh, oh dear. Right. He's getting right, better. Bag, Bagnaya. Bagnaya. That's it. He's got it. Right. Bagnaya. Okay. That deserves a round of applause on the final. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be. Uh, this is this is crazy. I, I've already predicted that Marquez will not win a race. Uh, stupidly, I'm going to say Marquez to win. <laughs> Purely because he's never lost at the session ring. It's never going to happen. But I have to do... If, if I do Quattararo, and you've you you've all done Quattararo, I, I can't close the gap. Marquez, one. So, sir, I Quattararo, two. And, trying, well, hold just on. going for most unreasonable I know, things, I know. But it, and just hoping, man. Well, well, you are right. Just hoping the rest of people crash out. Third place is going to be Oliveira. Right. Okay. So, That's good. Um, by nice. the way, folks... We're, uh, what else is on this weekend? It's Formula E from Mexico, but it's not but a good track. It's not. No. It's not Mexico City, which we, we think is the best track in Formula yeah. E. It's a place called Puebla, which yeah. I've seen. Which means town in Spanish. Think, yes, it's kind of. It has hosted some touring car races in the past. It's one of these like oval races with an infield. It's it's not a very good racetrack. It's it's very stop and start, not very good at all. Also, of course, Road America from Indy. Um, we've actually lost uh, the final part of the show uh, due to some non-technical gremlins, but um, uh, it's basically I pressed a few buttons and I've deleted the last part of the show. So apologies for that. Uh, my thanks, of course, go to Ed, Max, Joe and Finn and uh, please tune in next week. This was an SJC radio production written and presented by Mr. Bird, Joe, Ed and Max. The editor was Mr. Bird and it was produced by Tom Russell. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pit Stop with Mr. Bird. There's a few new things I want to make you aware of. We've got a new website, which you can find by going online to shows.acast.com forward slash pitstop, where you can also find links to our Twitter and uh, on the About page, more information about the hosts as well. We're also on lots more platforms in addition to where you're listening to us now. So we're now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music and lots more, as well as TuneIn like we've been on since we started so head over to those platforms to subscribe on the most 
convenient one for you and find all our back catalogue of episodes to listen to again as well.